It's time for Golf DMV. Highlighting golf in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And now, here is Claude Jennings. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a Thanksgiving edition of Golf DMV. We give thanks every day for golf. I mean, we're always thankful to the golf gods because you've got to offer up these sacrifices or the golf gods are going to get you if you, if you talk trash, as I've learned. I mean, anytime I'm talking trash to dudes, the next thing you know, plus four, plus six, golf gods. Anyway, we're thankful for the game of golf. Thankful for these guys who are uh, on the podcast, Lawrence Brooks and Verna. we got a lot to talk about. We've got a, a fabulous round at Rattlewood. Uh, golf uh, uh, course, uh, uh, Montgomery County course uh, was last weekend or so. Um, let's see, we've got, uh, and Vern, we've got a, got to shout Vern out for awesome video work on Instagram. Um, also, great shoe game with the new, with new Jordans. Again, it's like new, every new time Jordans. we play, I'm like, are those new? He's like, uh, yeah. So, you know, he says, uh, and then he explains it really, really quick and short. And then, you know, it's like, but, you know, it's always like he's just trying to get out the way. But they were fresh. They were new. So, the, um, so we've got we to talk about the shoe game. Uh, we, of course, we got PGA talk, LPGA talk with Manny Millions and Olivia Millions. Um, but first, uh, two things I want to kind of get to uh, right now. LB, you've got a special shout out to a gentleman named Greg. Not yes. Greg Norman. No, uh, not, Greg. not the shark. No, not, the, not shark. the shark. Not okay. the shark. So, uh, so those of you that have listened to this podcast over the last three years now, I guess, it's, yeah, a little over three years now, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So uh, back in 2017, uh, you all, my, hopefully, that, again, you that were with us, that has been, have been with us that long. Uh, when I was going back and forth to Denver uh, for about a year for work, uh, the reason I was going out there is for uh, – this project I work for on the for the VA is called Care uh, Community Care Network uh, CCN, which is a healthcare network for veterans that the VA is putting together. Well, the person in charge of that program, uh, Mr. Greg Frias, uh, retired last week, and oh. um, I really just wanted to shout him out and some of the accomplishment that this program has made an impact uh, nationwide for our veterans. Uh, Greg is a uh, was a 29 year veteran from the Army. I believe he was in the uh, 82nd Airborne Division out of Fort oh. Bragg. Um, he did several tours in Af- Afghanistan. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and it was a it was a bit of an, an emotional send off for Greg because we again we've all been with him right. uh, with this program for some of us some people for four or five years, and uh, you know me it was only three, but um, he was the kind of guy that. Um, he instilled um, what I'm looking for. Um, I'm, I'm going to say it this way. When I first met Greg on a conference call, I didn't like him at all. Because, <laughs> there we go. Which is part of the course. But yeah, go ahead. Well, it really will <laughs> be coming through. <laughs> great send-off. Okay, yeah. Well, we see, hated him at first. Right. Well, Greg, Greg being, being uh, um, out of the military, mm-hmm. you know, and he was and leading this program, he had a – he almost had that general type attitude. We're going to take mm-hmm. this hill. No, nothing's going to stop us. You know, just, he was gun ho the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in my cube listening on this call. I'm like, does this dude know we're not in the military? You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, man. I, you know, to those kind of drums anymore. So, um, but, but once I met him and got involved in the program, his leadership instilled that in all of us to the point that when other opportunities came to leave the program and go do something else, we all wanted to stay in mm. the program and finish the mission to finish mm-hmm. getting these, uh, uh, getting this healthcare in place for our veterans. And I'm going to just read a few, just to give you all an idea of the, the breadth of the, of what I'm talking about. So in Greg's legacy, he led the award of the community care network contract value, uh, at a yearly total of $11.1 billion. Wow. With the B. With billion a B. with the B people, B, right? And the total cost of the program for regions one through four, which is basically the continent of the United States, of eighty-two point six billion dollars, mm. which ensures that over six point one million veterans receive high-quality, efficient, and timely health care. So, there's more. I, I, you know, I don't take up a whole lot of time, but I just want you to understand that when I was gone, you know, for that basically that year back and forth to. Uh, uh, to Denver, and I got a lot of points, a lot of hotel points, and a lot mm-hmm. of airline points. Thank you. Um, Greg was the person in charge of that program, and uh-huh. he leaves a, a a huge void in in his leaving, but he leaves a really strong legacy in what he accomplished by leading the, the team of, of VA 
uh, staff as well as MITRE uh, staff to accomplish these goals of, uh, I mean, $82 billion. I mean, you can't get a whole lot bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I just want to shout out, shout him out and I wish him the best in retirement. Uh, he, he plans to, he has a boat. He plans to do a lot of boating and sailing. And at some point he hopes to get a bigger boat and sail across the Atlantic. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That sounds like somebody from the 80 Deuce, the 82nd. Shout out to Greg. It doesn't surprise me everything you just said when you said he was an 82nd Airborne. If you don't know, for anybody who doesn't know about, the, about them, they're the real ones, right? Slogan mm-hmm. is death from above. So, um, yeah, shout out to you, Greg, for, for leading that program and hitting all, all those marks, all those, accomplishments, all those accomplishments that LB talks about. And also shout out to you for bringing LB around because he's going to hate immediately. Right. Take <laughs> it's, it's a real strong leader. To get LB to come around and be like, you know what, this guy's all right. Or just, right, you know, right. yeah. yeah. He turned out to be a real good dude. We never got to play golf. So we Does he play about, at all? Yes, he does play. And okay. the, one, the one time I did take, yeah, I took my thumbs out to, to Denver twice. And uh, we were supposed to play one time. And of course, Greg, he, he continued working. I left working, went to golf. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg stayed and continued working. So we New never York. got to play. But uh, we, we did talk the other day. So when he brings his boat around through the Panama Canal to, this, to the East Coast, because he's in the Oregon. Oh. Um, so he's okay. going to bring his boat around at some point uh, to the Florida. I told him, if you come to Florida, if you bring your boat to Florida, I will fly to Florida and we'll play around the golf. So there uh-huh. it is. Yeah, nice. So, Good. So, yes. so congratulations to Greg and, yes. uh, and the CCN community. Yeah, absolutely. There you go, uh, Greg. Uh, number two, the thing I've got to get to is the fact that it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, this is dropping on the Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. Uh, of course, you got COVID. COVID is ridiculous. Everybody's plans are different and changing. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? We'll start with Vern. Well, nothing now. So speaking <laughs> of COVID. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, don't, I don't mind. Sure. So, so basically, you know, kid goes to kindergarten. I kind of don't have a choice. I, I, don't, I don't have a job where I can, you know, take care of both my kids at home, teach them and work at the same time, even though mm-hmm. I do work from home. So, you know, we, we had to take the risk and have them in kindergarten. School does a great job, you know, masks inside, all this other stuff. But uh, we got a, a note the other day that, you know, one of the kids tested positive. So now our daughter's home and we all got tested this morning. So we're just waiting for those results to come back. But, you know, if they come back negative, Claude, then, may, you know, maybe mom still comes over or whatever. But right now it's looking like we uh, we all finished just being in the house, just just eating pots Thanksgiving by ourselves. But do it on Zoom. Ain't no big thing. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, L.B.? Well, since we played golf with Vern, and we're not sure <laughs> if we have COVID because we played with Vern, whose daughter may have COVID from the kid that may have had it in her class or whatever, yeah. um, I did not get tested. Okay. <laughs> so – we are going in under the assumption that we are not positive and mm-hmm. we're going to still have Thanksgiving dinner. By the way, probably a safe assumption. When we did, we, I know we get to Redwood later, but we all had yeah. separate cards. You know, yeah, we're not, separate cards and, and it was outside, you know. So we're we, outside, yeah. we're not all hanging out in the closet yeah. or anything. Exactly. So. Yeah. So, and uh, we're, yeah, and we're not necessarily always like super close in each other's faces. We're generally six feet apart anyway, just because just it's kind of like the because you know, we're guys. bro code. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. I just don't <laughs> yeah. get within six feet of dudes mostly, usually anyway. And so, <laughs> right. <laughs> Now, similar to Vern's situation with Thanksgiving, uh, so I've got a hybrid between Vern's and LB's. And so much like Vern's situation, there was a gentleman who works at one of the networks that I work for. Uh, well, I don't even know if it's him, but anyway, there was someone who, who tested positive for COVID at a media network I work for. And, but they work on the afternoon show. I'm at that network I'm on in the mornings. Right. And so I haven't had contact with this person. So we're assuming that I'm, that I'm good to go or whatever, but, you know, who knows? I hadn't had a test yet. I'm going to take one tomorrow. But that's too late for Thanksgiving unless it's a rapid one. Right. Um, and so we'll probably, you know, my mom and folks, they're not coming over anyway. They already said, ah, COVID, it, you know. But uh, my sister and her husband and my niece, I think they're coming over. And that will probably be it. Um, yeah. It's real yeah. small like that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it, it, it's ruined everything. But, I mean, it's Thanksgiving, you know, uh, uh, eat good, have fun, and, you know, whatever, you know, do your thing. I mean, we don't let it ruin everything, you know what I mean? That's yeah. true, that's true. And it could be worse. So far, everybody in the house is symptom-free or healthy, mm-hmm. if, if we do have it or whatever. So, you know, right. I, I acknowledge right. that we could be in a worse situation here. Yeah. But the one thing, before we leave COVID, is that it, it seems to me that we have had to have come in contact with somebody who's had it. Oh, 100%. If, if, you know, if so many people that do have it, which right. means that we had to have come in contact with somebody who has had it and we just didn't, right. didn't catch it or asymptomatic or whatever. But LB, you were, it's you just were, a matter of time. You were really sick in January 2020. 
I think yeah. you had it. I think you had it. You thought we it was think, a really, really bad case of the flu, but I think you had it. Right. My wife and I, well, my wife definitely believes we had it because um, we, we, at least I never, she gets sick maybe once a season, but I very, very rarely get sick, especially to the point where I spend a couple of days in bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just doesn't happen. Um, so, yeah, we both got really sick in, in uh, mid-January. Um, so I don't know if that, you know, Back then, we, we, you know, nobody was tested for COVID, so. Yeah, and you were in the house or at the golf course recording the show, talking to the microphones that we all talk into. <laughs> exactly. So we but I did have. wear a mask, though. I you thought I was, I was oh, self-conscious enough, but I did wear a mask. Wear a mask. Were, yeah. Right, for, before yeah. it was the thing to before, do. Before, yeah. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. huh, well, see, I go. do care about other people. You <laughs> well, you let me rephrase that. I do care about you two guys. There you go. Let's jump to our rounds at uh, around at Rattlewood. It was uh, a Vern birthday extravaganza. Um, we get to Rattlewood. It's Vern. It's uh, LB. It's myself. It's Rick McCormick. Mm-hmm. Of course, in separate carts. Um, yeah, I don't even know how that happened happen, because we don't normally do separate carts. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, my guess is when I because I saw people, a bunch of people on the range with individual bags. And Moco had kind of gone back to just two. And I feel mm-hmm. like maybe with his latest surge in a, in a bit, because you got to understand if I got it, I've assumed that if the golf course and some of these, uh, these uh, establishments start fighting, like, oh, we don't want any of these restrictions, then they're just going to be like, we well, got to shut down. So exactly. my guess is they're going to be like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Four, here's four yeah, cars. When I got there first, yeah, the starter, I asked him, I said, uh, do we have to show? He said, Yo, he said, you all can do whatever you want. I said, oh, okay. So I, <laughs> I like grab the card and took off. so we get there Vern shows up birthday weekend he has the 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 apple cider on deck um the hot cider uh a little stronger spike than normal actually (laughs) upon (laughs) sipping i said huh this is this is a birthday blend of this and not (laughs) i couldn't tell the difference i didn't notice it but it was fine with me (laughs) (laughs) it was good no it was all love it was all it was all love but anyway, I guess, it, you know, we talked about the cider or whatever, but it, it's really is, you know, in his birthday, but it really was all about Vern. Uh, mm-hmm. Vern, uh, uh, let's just, uh, gosh, where do you want to start? Do we want to start with the Jordans? He had on the, which ones are those? Because you had, a, it was the, the black grape, suede with the purple. Yeah, the black, yeah, the grape ice joints. Um, they came out maybe <laughs> three weeks ago. Yeah, I'm too, super eager to get to the mic to talk about these Jordans. I don't know why. <laughs> so, so like, the, in the intro, Claude said that, I, like, when they asked me about, are those new pair of shoes, I get, like, you know, I just try to talk real quick and move off it. Like, oh, well, you know, it is what it is. And then move <laughs> off. And that's a reflex for me having to deflect from my old lady, from my wife, and hiding this, and, like, getting <laughs> shoes in and just trying to mix mix them in with other pairs of shoes. And she'd be, you know, same, same thing we do with clubs. Just, oh, what, are those? No, 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 no. You haven't seen these. I've been had these. Yeah, these are. I've been had these up in there. It's dust. I haven't worn them. Yeah, I just got them joints in just yesterday. UPS boxed it downstairs. So, yeah, I had great, the great ice joints, man, man. And um, uh, I like, I think I like those, those, and maybe the Wingfoot ones the most of all the ones I have. But they are suede, so you got to, you can only wear it. You got to be choosy. Absolutely uh, dry. Okay. Exactly. You got to be choosy. So you just talk about uh, you like those uh, and the Wingfoot ones above all the other ones you have. How mm-hmm. many do you have? Because I was talking to my wife about this, and I estimated, <laughs> I estimated seven. Seven Jordans, not even not even golf shoes, but pairs of Jordan golf shoes. Pairs of Jays, yeah. So we got, I got for the threes, I got white, black, brown. For the <laughs> so fives, I got the, yeah, that's three. I got the wing foot. I mm-hmm. got the grape ice, mm-hmm. uh, and then I got, I do have six. I got the white and red joints, and I feel okay. like I'm, I feel like I'm missing one. Missing one. Like I'm missing one. Missing one or two. Yeah. Yeah, just at least one. <laughs> but I got, I got at least six. Six. Confirmed. If you guys could have just saw that, I'm at least missing one. The look over his shoulder, he kind of gave just to see yeah, like who's right. To make sure nobody was listening. <laughs> So, but that's just Jordan. That's six pair. But yeah. there's countless amount of other shoes. Oh golf yeah. Shoes. Mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah, probably like got over get... over fifty over twelve pair of golf shoes. It, oh yeah, oh yeah. I got, no, it's close to like <laughs> twenty two. I mean, yeah. Whoa, like, you can twenty two. It's a lot. Yeah. I'm gonna have to give some away. I have to give some to Rick. No, <laughs> no, no. What size shoe those, you wear? No, 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 the ones I don't like them are the whack ones. Uh, <laughs> the whack ones. <laughs> uh, no, so real, let me on, let me ask you real quick, Clark, because I'm going to want to ask you just for a minute as the only other fashion, and maybe LB has an answer. <laughs> the only uh, other fashion. Yeah, <laughs> talk, fashion. Yeah, talk to Clark because I don't know anything about fashion. <laughs> no, I don't. You know, how do you if you're this applies to golf or any outfit? But where do you typically start? Do you start? Do you build from the shoes up? Do you pick, are you a shirt guy? Oh, pants good question. Pretty, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, like, what do you start build with, off of? I start with the pants. I start oh, with really? pants I start, as well. I go, I go yeah. pants, shoes, top. Okay. Usually. Okay. Yeah, pants, shoes. I do pants, shirt, shoes. Okay, for me, it's usually <laughs> pants, pants, shirt. 
I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, shoe, no, no, shoe shirt. I usually build from the shoes. It's like, what shoes do I want to wear? And I okay. build up from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. Right. Yeah. But the shoes for me is pretty simple because I have a pair of black pair and I have a white pair. <laughs> so it's, so it's, it's a pretty easy toss up for me to, to pick the shoes. So everything's pretty simple. Right yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using my brain cells for other important things and not fashion. Absolutely. Absolutely. There you, I go. Knock there you go. Um, so let's see. So, we, so, so, okay, we knocked out the shoes. Man, I guess we should just start with was it hole number twelve at Rattlewood? That the, the drive, that the water. Is the, it the, 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 water, water, the short part four? Oh, that was fifteen. That was fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. 15. So we yeah. step up. We're just like, okay, Burn, and he's just like, yeah, no, I got I got I got to go for it. I got to yeah, go was, for the green on this, yeah. and he hits a great drive, uh, a laser, a, a laser that kind of draws because you've got to draw it because you've got trees. That kind of come out into the fairway a little bit on the mm-hmm. on the left. On and the he left, start, yeah. he starts out right, bends it back uh, 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 left, and he's looking at it, and it's right on the green. This is the third round in a row where you drove a green. Yeah, um, maybe that I've played with too. With yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely two in a row. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's the third one in a row that I played with you. Yeah, where you've drove drove a green. Yeah. And, just and I actually converted this one because the one I think one of them was at Compass Point. You and I were at. Mm-hmm. And I put it mm-hmm. on there and I messed around and made par. I think I three putted for par, which is trash. Not <laughs> the Compass Point greens for being difficult, but uh, this one I converted. I got a birdie. Did you know? Did, mm-hmm. did a nice lag putt, tap and birdie. Uh, and overall, man, the round was great. I know everybody doesn't. You know, ended up with eighty three, which is good for me. Close to my, uh, close to my low of eighty two. I think. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is pretty dope. And here's, and I said to Claude at the end of the round, though. I know you guys are going to talk about your own rounds, and then Rick generally the vibe for everybody was kind of up which was which was dope like mm-hmm. like uh and i'm curious about other golfers if you have you know if you if you have this experience email us go to golfnb.com hit us up in the contact tell us what it's like when you and all of your boys are on if you're not gambling if you're not if there's no money on the line it's not competitive mm-hmm. it's just a different feeling when everybody's hitting well right you know what i'm saying playing quick um you know you, you're dabbing your boys up above all parts I, I can't describe it it's like it, there's a feel to it because we had this before at northwest and when we shot our lowest mm-hmm. rounds at northwest mm-hmm. We were all just dealing, and it's just like every you know, you know when it is because you start you're talking about all sorts of stuff. Say, hey, you see those clouds? Those clouds are pretty dope. Man. All this random stuff. Right there. <laughs> when the round is going poorly, I ask I ask Glenn like, hey, so you and Maria coming over tonight? I don't know, man. Don't talk to me about that. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or, or or not even just him. Or LB too. LB just mm-hmm, start mm-hmm. y'all hating on Bama shots for no yeah, reason. But it's yeah, all going mm-hmm. bad. Start drinking. Start yeah, drinking. Well, <laughs> well, don't forget, Glenn noticed Grumpy Claude. I think at uh, that's true. At, was it Wayland? Yeah. Somewhere. No, that was uh, that was, uh, was Hampshire Greens, wasn't it? Wasn't it Hampshire Greens? No, nah, oh, I think it was Compass. Compass. Might have been. It might have been. One of the golf. Uh, yeah, you're right. He noticed. It could yeah, have been Waverly. Yeah, Waverly's usually yeah. gets properly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, it, got, it gets clogged too. It gets all of it. Yeah. And I try to be. I try to be the upbeat uh, guy. So anyway, you obviously felt good about your round. LB, how did you feel about your round? Uh, this was the best round I've had since my miraculous seventy whatever <laughs> I shot before. In Kentucky, <laughs> this is my best round since then. This was '85, mm-hmm. um, so I was happy to get back into the '80s because I hadn't seen the '80s since. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yeah, I was happy. You know, overall, you know, as always, there's always a, a few things you need to clean up here and there. But uh, but yeah, I, I I was very happy to to be back in the '80s. I didn't best, finish keeping stuff. my score. Uh, my so I didn't have a scorecard, so I'm keeping my score on my phone, and my phone died like at hole eleven or something or twelve. Right. But anyway, I felt like my game – I felt the, the same way I felt the last two rounds, that it, that it's coming together. I'm better off the tee. Um, short game was pretty good. I was putting better than before. I feel like it's, you know, I feel like it's coming together. You know, it, the, it, and it's like the last round where I said I felt I played better than the score indicated. Um, I feel that way about this last round. I don't know what the final score was, but I feel like I played pretty good. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, yeah. uh, and then I see the – and it's good headed into what, like the end of a golf season where you feel like your game has improved. And I really feel like this is the second year in a row where my game is improving as the season is ending, yeah. if that makes yeah. any sense. Where do you guys oh, yeah, feel really. like your game is as the season is ending? Uh, yeah, uh, mine is definitely better. I've had more Wait, before you, get to, before you get to yours, how do you feel my game is as the season? No, I'm just oh, your game? I have <laughs> no idea because I don't pay attention to your <laughs> game. <laughs> go, 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 go ahead. Your game is great. Your, your game is great, Claude. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Be, what about your game? How do you feel about yours? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I'm moving in the right direction. Um, I definitely had more rounds in the 80s ever in my you know, uh, golf career. It's been, what, 20 years now? 
Yeah. I've been <laughs> too damn long to be just now getting to the eighties, but um, consistently, um, well, semi-consistently, I should say. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely feel much better about, um, and even when I was taking those lessons with, uh, shoot, I just drew a blank on his name. What's my guy only? Uh, oh, Brendan. Oh, Brendan. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you. Um, I thought you talking about Paul Wilson. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would not be talking about Paul Wilson. Um, <laughs> He even said, when, you know, when we were taking when I was taking those lessons, that he said, you know, it's gonna take it's gonna take some time. It'll probably be, you know, the, all of this season to get these things dialed in and until they become become habit. And they, obviously, they're not habit now, but they're, they're they're more habit now than they were, you know, six months ago. Um, so yeah, I feel I feel good about where I'm at now, and I think uh, I will spend a lot of time at the simulators. This, you know, when we're not playing, when it gets too cold or snowy or whatever, um, I will. Spend He's dropping some dollars at the simulators to keep try and keep things in in line. Mm-hmm. And Vern, how you feel? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good coming in. Got a bit of work to do. I'm going to be looking forward to this this uh, the results of this speed training when we get done with this program. Uh, mm-hmm. That's coming along. Touch 130 last week, so I was happy about that uh, nice. with the with the lightest of the speed sticks. But uh, for the actual golf game, yeah, just really focused on on scoring and. and um, mm-hmm. Like you said, the short game, so we don't have a you know a, a DeChambeau situation. As much as I want <laughs> yeah. that length, I, there's nothing more disheartening than when I pipe one down the middle. And you guys have had it, well, not as much, not as much as me. And but you have improved. You have improved with that. For, I mean, I that, have, that, I that, have. that is very noticeable because you used to. It was, the, it was a regular. It, oh, absolutely. It was, you could it bet was, on it. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was bad. It was bad. It yeah, was almost yeah. embarrassing, Vern, is what it was. It was almost yeah, embarrassing. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, he's right. It, it, it was. I mean, there was a season there where it was just like, it didn't matter. Like, you could, uh, you know, if I'm playing with three guys, they could all hit it like 220 on a, you know, 400 yard par four, and I'd be like 50 yards from the green. And they'd be like, oh, we'll all, we'll all score better than he will. Chunk, mm-hmm. chunk, chunk. So that oh, part wow. I've improved, Carl. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. And my putting, my putting's improved too this season. Yes. Speaking of that very scenario, we had, I think it was hole 11, where, you know, I don't know where Rick was, but we were all in the middle of the fairway. Yeah, oh, Rick, Um, I know where he was. Rick was way behind us, about 50 yards. Way behind us. And 50 (laughs) yards, that was his second shot behind us. But we were in the middle of the fairway. I was I I, I was the long driver that hole. I drove I drove yep. everybody um, yes. by about LB. eighteen inches. Yep, <laughs> yep. yep. Right. Every inch count in some uh, respects depends on what you're talking about, I guess. Um, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, LB second, Vern's third. So we say let's do this. Let's see who scores best. Well, oh, yeah. I think L, I think Vern brought it up. He said, "Okay, here we are. Let's 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 go to the ground." I did, and let's and let's see what happens. I did. I filmed it. It's going to be on IG. By the time you guys hear this, I'm going to put this in maybe, the stories. Should I IG even or... mention it? I guess I nah. could mention what happened. No, maybe uh, I shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Just tease it. Yeah, yeah. Just okay. go. go for, you if you will want to see, see the result. Yeah, if you want to see the results, you have to go to Instagram. You can follow us there. Yeah, who did uh, what to see to see who did what and who fought who ended with the best score. But we're literally like right in the same spot. Yeah, and that, was, that I, was really odd too to see those balls that close together, and they were—I yeah. mean, just in line like that too. It was mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. odd. Hmm. You couldn't and have we placed left, them there any better. And we were left okay. with the situation. Okay, we're—I mean, I think the shots were like what fifty something yards from the from the, mm-hmm. the about fifty-nine range, yards, something yeah, like that. Yep. Yards. yep. And uh, well, if yours fifty-nine, mine was probably like fifty-six. But we, we, um, because I was <laughs> counting uh, <laughs> <laughs> eight and a half. Yeah, something like that. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> you want to see where we all ended up after great drives on that hole? Uh, you can check it out on Instagram. So let's get to the PGA, LPGA talk, because we got to talk about the Pro uh, Pro Deference DC who will be featured on this show uh, here for our Thanksgiving program. Uh, we interviewed them a couple weeks ago. We're going to get them, uh, and so you'll hear it uh, after we're done with the PGA and LPGA stuff. By the way, Golf DMV brought to you in part by Cash A Spine Sports. Check out mm-hmm. golfdmv.com for more on uh, Dr. Smith, who, by the way, has had a referral from Golf DMV. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, Golf DMV community, mm-hmm. get out there uh, and, 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 and support make, our uh, sponsor. Yeah, mm-hmm. support our sponsor, make Dr. Smith's schedule super busy to mm-hmm. where she may even have to push the wedding back uh, because she's so busy with golf DMV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> referrals. Referral, yeah, that she can't even, she can't even get married uh, next year. <laughs> and, we'll, and, and, and by the way, I think we're supposed to be broadcasting live on the reception, but we'll yeah. have more on that um, uh, later. LB, mm-hmm. uh, PGA, LPGA, in whatever order you want to do it, man. Absolutely. It's, it's so yourself. we're going to, okay, in that case... In that case, we're doing ladies first because I'm a, I am a gentleman. Yes, you are. All right. Olivia's <laughs> million. Um, the women were at the uh, Pelicans Women's Championship, which is in, in Bel Ray, Florida. I'm sorry. Yeah. Bel Air. Bel Air, Florida. I'm sorry. Any idea where that is? Good start. No. 
No. no. Okay. Just <laughs> off of uh, Clearwater, because I didn't know either. I had to look it up. All right. Um, the winner was uh, C-, C. Young Kim at minus 14. She won $225,000. All right. Um, none of our sisters were in this tournament, and I include that. I include uh, Cheyenne Woods as, as a in that in that uh, as category. Honorary. Okay. <laughs> Honorary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Stacks. Uh, Miss Stackhouse was not. Uh, she didn't play in this tournament. Uh, so the last place was Miss Morgan Pressel. Oh, uh, she's won a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, well, no, she has won a lot. A name who's up? She's a well-known. She's name. a known name. There you go. There, there you we go. go. Yeah, she, so, <laughs> good reversal. Yeah, she, she finished at plus it. thirteen. She won two two thousand nine hundred ninety eight dollars. Two thousand dollars. Yes, that's what you get for last place. What can I tell you? She's five foot five. She's thirty two years old. I don't have her weight because they won't tell us that because she's a woman. Because for whatever reason we can't know how much women weigh. Because mm-hmm. you not, that, and that's that is a thing. You like you never ask a woman how much she weighs. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but you could ask me how much I weigh. I'll gladly tell you. Um, so she started <laughs> actually, Lawrence. Say, excuse me. How much do you weigh, actually? Lawrence? Oh, I'm mean, 167, and I'm okay. I've been trying to get to 170 and stay there, but I'm having mm-hmm. a hard time because oh. um, I have a very high uh, metabolism. So that's mm-hmm. what I attribute it to. GolfDMV.com. Hit contact us if you're a lady and you play golf or don't, and you don't mind telling us how much you weigh. Just to show the LPGA it's okay. Send us in your weight, name and weight, there you and go. age. There mm-hmm. we go. And marital <laughs> stats too. If you yet, okay. yet, it. No, good segue. We were doing good. All right. <laughs> Morgan All right. So, so Morgan Pressel, she turned uh, pro in 2006. Um, we're going to do a quick, y'all, y'all want to guess her uh, career earnings? Sure. Y'all want to try? Sure. Yeah, okay, sure. here yeah, we let's go. Let's go. All right. Uh, 2006, she turned pro. She has two wins. Mm-hmm. And I have, no I-, I have no idea how many first, seconds, or third places because the LPGA don't give us that information. Okay. okay. So the best you're going to get is she has two wins since 2006. And uh, good luck. Oh. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Morgan Pressel's got to be right around $8 million. Okay. okay. That, was, that was a good guess. All right. uh, I'm going to pitch it down a little bit. I'm going to go five and a half million. Damn. Is eight. <laughs> Point zero four one million. Bam! <laughs> I follow the LPGA closely. Uh, <laughs> All right. So their next tournament is going to be December the third through the sixth, the Volunteer America Classic at the Colony in Texas. So that's their uh-huh. next tournament. They're all for the holiday. Uh, so we're going to go back to the L. We'll go to the PGA, mm-hmm. which was the RSM Classic at Sea Island, Georgia. Uh, Robert Strip one over Kevin Kisner on the second playoff hole, uh, finished at minus 19. He won $1.188 million. These are two uh, He, uh, I'm sorry, Vern, you was going to ask me? So no, no, I'm the same. No? I'm okay. The, um, the playoff was pretty good, actually. Uh, uh, on the second hole, they both uh, part of the first playoff hole. They played, uh, I think it was the 18th hole they played. Uh, Robert Strepp knocked his approach shot to six inches to the cup. Um, so, and then, um, Kevin went long over the green and, you know, so he had a tap in birdie and that was, that was a that was that, that deal. Yep. Uh, people who missed the cut names, you might know, Jason Duffer, Luke Donald, Justin hmm. Rose, KJ Choi, Brent Snedeker, Cut. Harold <laughs> Varner, <laughs> and Lee Westwood all missed the cut at the RSM Classic. That's some real names in there to try mm-hmm. to try to make, do something. And yeah. Brent Snedeker is mentioned almost... Every round we play, that's we're always mentioning when we get around the green, it's like what well, Brant said, pull that putter out the motion. Mm-hmm. You know, that's true. You can, yeah, we mentioned yeah. Okay, so Manny Millions for uh, the PGA, Kevin Chappell with plus three. Uh, he won $14,190. He is six foot, 180 pounds, mm-hmm. 34 years old from Fresno, California. He is married with three kids, UCLA. College. I'm not sure if he graduated because it did not say that he had a major. It just said UCLA. So that's usually a sign that means he attended and he's like, hey, I'm going to play golf. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we go. He turned pro in 2008, okay. but he joined the PGA Tour in 2011. He has one win in 2017, the Valero Texas Open. He has six second place went second. Uh, start over. Six second place finishes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Three third place. 29 top 10s out of 239 events. He made 158 cuts. Hmm. What is his 
career earnings. Who wants to go first? I guess that has to be Vern because he lost, right? Uh, Vern won last week. Oh, but I won the Olivia. Yeah, yeah you just yeah, won. So. No, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. it don't matter. Okay, I'm gonna say he's at eighteen million dollars. Okay. Although, I, although I, well, never mind. I won't say what I, I'm. Eighteen. Eighteen. Dang. Well, I, if I'm being honest, my guess before you said anything was seventeen. Um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna stay there. I'm gonna stay. You gonna 17. stay at seventeen? Yeah. I bet. I bet. I bet it's closer to twenty-four. Go ahead. Yeah. 16.2. Oh, Vern wins. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> one and one, baby. There you go. <laughs> well, here's a, one, little, one little tidbit about Mr. Uh, Chapel. He believes that every ball only has one birdie. So every time he birdies a hole, he, right. he doesn't use that ball anymore. He gets a new ball. Huh. Wow. What a superstition that is. Yes. Yeah. That's a little weird. Huh. So, so I wanted to know how, like, how many, how many, how many pars are in a ball? I mean, you know, you get a par, you I guess you keep question. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. If you get a bogey, if I got a bogey, with it, I'll throw it away and get another ball. You know what I mean? But isn't there a limit at how many balls these guys can carry in their bag? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I'm, I'm curious about that. I, I, I think I don't know about per round, but I do know on the hole you can't. I guess you can switch balls after the hole is scored. But I know, dude, during the hole, you can't, like, use different yeah, balls. Yeah. Like, you can't play a different ball in the fairway, I mean, in the green. Than you right, exactly. Right, you can't right, change right, it out. Right, right. So, yeah. But for yeah, the I round, I'm not sure. I don't know if there's a limit. I mean, yeah, because remember that, that thing with Tiger and, and him mm-hmm. and uh, Steve Williams saying they didn't have that many balls left? Yeah. Um, but I don't know if there's a rule that says you can only carry, um, you know, X amount of balls. In your in your bag. That's just Google searches. Under the rules, doing it right golf, now. <laughs> a golfer can carry as many golf balls as they want in their bag. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. Looks like they can. Yeah. Okay. This is okay. most PGA Tour golfers carry in the area of nine uh, golf balls in their bag per round. That was in 2018. Okay. Do, do you have any superstitions about golf, there, Ellie? Anything, anything you do? Um, no, not really. Stupid. St- <laughs> that word you're trying to say. I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. I normally just change gloves at the the ninth at the at the break the turn. Oh, you do? Yeah, I normally change gloves. I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah. sometimes. Most of the times I do. If I think about it. Any reason? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, my hand gets sweaty, <laughs> and I want a new I want a new glove. So it, it, it's going to be hard hard hitting internal facts. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be changing the gloves yeah. because his hand gets sweaty. And me, my, my dumb thing, sweaty, yes. I know mm-hmm. it makes total sense. I mean, you said it, I was like, all right, cool. And I come back a little bit. Yeah. But my, and I make sure I my flask is full before I leave the house. That's there the we go. There we go. <laughs> yes. I don't hit lost balls. I don't know why. I don't know. It's, it's some, some weird thing. Where like when I find, true, you, right. you guys know that. I always give yeah, you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah when yeah, he yeah. finds, he's like, anybody want a ball? I found a Pro V1. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll hit it. I'll hit it back into the You don't know why, you just do it. It's 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 some weird thing where I just feel like uh, this is not this is my ball. I'm not supposed to hit this. This was someone else someone else's error. I mean, it's get deep, but it's basically I'm just like no, I can't I can't take this. This is someone else's error. Someone else had to play. I, like a, like like a, some bad something bad could happen to me if I yeah, yeah if I take yeah, it. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 It's, it's got bad totally, anyway. Yeah exactly. Like it's, to, it's totally dumb. It makes no sense, but I don't do it. Want to jump now to an interview with the uh, Pro Duffers DC Vern? How did you run into these guys? uh on instagram find them on instagram like we find find a lot of our guys uh, i think they followed us one day and i just started checking out their page and i didn't know i couldn't get a good sense of what it was i was like mm-hmm. okay it looks like a lot of brothers playing golf and then i went to the website and read they're about and it's like you know 15 chapters 600 golfers across i was like what it how did i not know about this right mm-hmm. in my backyard because exactly, yeah. yeah exactly because this is definitely something that myself us i mean we know a bunch of guys who would fit right in with these guys and join mm-hmm. the club so uh, reached out and then yeah, uh, um, Ira and, and and Melvin wanted to come on and, and talk about it. And we were glad to have them. And here's the interview, guys, with uh, Pro uh, Duffers DC. Happy to have uh, on Golf DMV, ladies and gentlemen, today uh, Ira Hobbs, president of Pro Duffers DC, and Melvin Blackwell. He is the uh, past president and historian. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on Golf DMV. Thank you. Thank you for being and thank you for having us. Oh, absolutely. So let's just start with, with you, Melvin. For those who may not be familiar with Pro Duffers DC, tell us a little bit about it, you know, when it started, and the whole thought behind it. Well, the Pro Duffers started about uh, mid-1950s uh, with a group of nine African-American golfers uh, who had a bunch of friends up in Philadelphia, and uh, they challenged the DC group to a golf match. And so they said, okay, let's round up some guys and try to go beat them, which they could not do, incidentally. Uh, we did later on, but not at that point in time. 
And so the name Pro Duffers really got started by one of our founding members was talking to another duffer down at Langston Golf Course. And he said, I'm a pro duffer. The guy said, what? Professional duffer. And obviously we know that duffer is not that good. Mm-hmm. But he's a professional duffer. So they decided that uh, they call themselves the pro duffers. These nine guys. They were very, and they only were good friends with each other, good golfers. And that's how it got started, the name the pro duffers. Wow. And, you know, it's interesting because that's that that's big time legacy there to start in the 50s uh, with African-American golfers where we know in the 50s, you know, they weren't letting brothers on courses <laughs> back right. then. Any any idea of how hard it was for these guys to, to, to find courses to play and to, you know, you, you have some black golfers in Philadelphia and where you're going to play and how, you know, what was the, the, the whole scene like then? It was very tough. As a matter of fact, Langston was the only place they could play. Uh, and uh, I'm not certain where they played up in Philadelphia, but Langston was the only course they could play uh, during that point in time. So that's where they cut their teeth on. And one thing you want to make sure of is you didn't want to play any duffers down in Langston. (laughs) 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 I want to to throw in another little factoid to go with this. Most of these guys were over in the School of Dentistry over at Howard University. And so, you know, at, at different points in time, you know, black folks had to go to certain places in order to be able to make money. And so these dentists were guys who were going out all over the nation. And as you can see, uh, as Mel talks more, our membership is pretty much nationwide. We cover a large swath of the nation. And a lot of it stems from those guys who moved out from Howard University, moved to Atlanta. They moved to other places, Memphis, Tennessee, and places like that. And that end, they took the legacy with them of starting the chapters playing golf. Wow, you know what? Well, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, Melvin. And, and our, feel free to jump in. Like, talk about the expansion and the growth. And so we've got these nine guys in D.C. They they play the guys in Philadelphia. Uh, you talk a little bit about folks leaving. Like, how how did the thought of okay, this is becoming a thing. Let's make something of this, and we can go nationwide uh, uh, with it. Well, the thought wasn't uh, initially to, to go anywhere but to play around uh, D.C. But this thing expanded. As people, as Ira pointed out, as people came to visit the nine guys who started the club. Uh, then they went to other places and said, boy, can we start a chapter down here? And they said, of course. So today we've got about 15 chapters with about 500 members all up and down the East Coast of wow. Michigan. Uh, and we've got golfers all over the place. As I pointed out, most of the guys in the D.C. chapter were doctors and dentists. And we had even Mordecai Johnson, the president of Howard University, uh, in, uh, in our roles, and Dr. Okay. Bill Hyde, who some say the, the movie MASH, the TV show MASH, was uh, – was uh, kind of a uh, story of his life because he was a, he was a, a, a physician in the uh, in the army during the wartime. Hmm. So our current chapter's got about ninety members, uh, and uh, we play golf uh, almost every other week. Wow! Now, Ira, how how is it? You know, as the president, like like what's your role, and how is it? You know, managing these many chapters and members and all this other stuff that goes on with it. All these well, different personalities, all these brothers. We got we, we have a whole we all have a whole different another national organizational chapter, but the D.C. chapter is the founding chapter, and we're also the largest chapter. As Mel told you, close to ninety plus members. Let me let me tell you something, man. This isn't this isn't like herding cats. You know, we got a basic model. We get together to play some golf, talk a little bit of trash with each other, and drink a little bit of liquor, and that's what we do a lot of. And, and this year, we've been doing a lot more. Because with the virus and everything, guys have been looking for a way to get out. So yeah, we've been yeah. hitting up around 60, 70 guys playing golf this year on a regular basis. And then we have weekly, we have biweekly, and we got, of course, the range of competition, team competition, individual play, the whole work. So we run the gamut. We spent most of our time this year playing in the, in the Maryland area, primarily because we've been concerned about the pandemic. Uh, and uh, a lot of the Maryland golf courses have went out of their way to be sensitive to that, one-only carts, all of those other kinds of things. And so we've been playing. So what we try to do is manage our chapter in a way that makes sense. We meet monthly uh, when we're in season out at Argyle Country Club. We haven't done that this year because of the pandemic rules, but, you know, we normally have a, have a, a brunch dinner. We get together. We bring in different speakers. We try to be active and involved in things within the community. We're trying to get involved in education. So it's a, it's a very active role. We have a, 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 a foundation that we operate and manage, and, uh, and we get involved in giving and helping in those respects. As I pointed out, that's a very critical point of that. 
we've given over about $200,000 to Howard University over the course of the years. Wow. This year, we also gave about $5,000 to the Weissen Food Bank and uh, helped to feed over 10,000 people. Uh, we're in the process of doing some work with the Maryland Eastern Shore for their golf program over there. So we've done a lot of good things for the civic uh, area. One of the things that Ira pointed out too was the, the national, there's a, there's a whole national structure. Now we got so big, there's a national structure with the national president, secretary and so forth. And right. each chapter goes into, and that's been about 25 years that was established. We have two big events on that national scene. One is the spring clean where the guys just go and play some cheap golf and drink and have a, have a good time. <laughs> and then the last one is in probably September and October where you go to a very nice country club somewhere, a resort, bring the wives and the kids. And usually there's about 300 people there. And uh, we, we play golf, have a good, good dinner, and uh, have well, award some good prizes. But we have about 150 golfers at that one too. So that's yep. a huge event. We've been uh, all yeah. over. Yeah, we've been oh, all over. We've been, to, we've been to the islands. We've been to Florida. We've been to Las Vegas. We've been everywhere. Across the yeah. nation playing golf. Right. And I, I think uh... – uh, for those who don't know, I found I found uh, the pro duffers, uh, uh, you know, Iron and Melvin on on Instagram, and when I looked into their story, I was surprised to learn that there was this uh, massive coordinated, you know, all black golf club structure right near me that I had no idea about, which is why yeah. we wanted to have the, both of you on so everyone else because this is something a lot of brothers are going to play with, you know, um, uh, other like minded brothers would. I think would you know love to get an invite you know to to join the membership. I'm surprised LB's not a member already. He's drinking well, you know. well, well, <laughs> to, well, if I could add on to what Vern is saying, I, yes. one thing I noticed about your website and you, and even on your, on your website at least was that it was, it was 40 and over. So that would disqualify two of the guys oh, here yeah. immediately. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. oh, and then the second. Uh, all right, I'll see you guys later. I'm, uh, hey, hey, what it said, what it says is average age, not okay. age, average okay. age. Average Look at here. I got average. a couple of 85 year olds who will take it, who will take your money. The question I wanted to ask you guys was for the original nine. And then even as it started to grow, um, can you talk about like were these guys members of were these guys like members of fraternities were they of uh, the divine not kappas or, or Qs or something? And if so, how has your individual members, uh, you know, memberships to the to the uh, traditional black fraternities influenced your structure? Because when I look at the national chapter, the president, I'm like, oh, these brothers are very organized, and it, it seems like maybe we pulled pulled some of that structure and some of that uh, uh, you know the knowledge from running a fraternity into into how this was run. Is that true? <laughs> Let me say it like this. Uh, Mel's been a, me a member much longer than I have. I've been in about about 12 years. Okay. Uh, we got our, our club is white collar to blue collar. You know, we got guys who are craftsmen in our club. We got guys who are lawyers and doctors and judges. And a lot of them are fraternity based, but all of them have good, solid entrepreneurial or managerial backgrounds and come from a process of doing business in a business like way. We try to handle our business in a business-like way, mm -hmm. but the, the whole premise behind the club is getting out there and playing some golf. But look, right. you know, we don't cheat ourselves, and generally when we have functions, we try to go top shelf because we bring our wives, and our right. wives love it as well. You know, we do a big black tie event at the end of the season with them and things of that particular nature. So there's some some hankering of it, uh, of, of, of fraternal organizations. Right. Uh, there's also Masonic organizations. Yeah, there's yeah. business organizations. There's government organizations. And so you come in, it's a structured process, and it makes it easier for a member to get in. And we try to run a tight ship. But the whole predication is about, hey, man, we're doing this for the love of it, for the fun of it. And let's make sure that we're getting some fun out of what we're doing. OK, I mean, okay, so that sounds good. That's all well and good. But there must be like who like between all the clubs, the big who's, who's the where's the biggest rivalry? Is it still D.C. and Philly chapter? Is oh, it, oh, is yeah. it DC Atlanta? I, I want to know. I want to know the two clubs that when they get together, y'all may have to space their tea times apart a little bit. Look at here. <laughs> Don't play golf with them boys from Atlanta, from Philly. You can't trust them. They can't there we count. Go. Skin money is always wrong. I was going to say, what's going on with the money? You talk a little bit but about it. A, it's a very healthy rivalry. We haven't been able to take them down in the last couple of years. Oh, so mm. we were kind of glad the virus caught us this year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Philadelphia has a reputation for cooking the books, you know. So <laughs> right. A lot of these guys in Philly, we say, hey, all them guys we played against this summer, we don't see none of them at any of the national events. They got all these ringers they bring in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so now we used to go to Philadelphia. As I pointed out, we go to Philadelphia on a bus. It's, either a, it's a home and home series. One year we host, one year they host. Okay. You go up on a bus. We get things thrown at us before we got off the bus. <laughs> so DC Philly is the matchup. That's the one I want to That's see. the matchup. Yeah. DC That's the matchup. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And you, you guys great. played a lot of uh, – I noticed in your, in your Instagram post, I don't see courses like uh, Enterprise. I see a lot of country clubs and, and, and oh, <laughs> that y'all play at. Oh, oh. <laughs> we got a lot of members who are members of country clubs, and so okay. we, we take advantage of that. But uh-huh. let me just tell you this. I, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm five minutes away from Enterprise, and uh, we play one of our uh, major matches at Enterprise this year. So okay. we do a lot in the public golf course arena as well as the private. We try to get a diversity in the kinds of golf courses that we play. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we got members of all of all right. We got guys, you know, who who pissed off if they can't play from the blacks. You know, and then we got other guys who say, "Get me to the red tees, and I'll beat anybody out here." Right. <laughs> There's a great diversity in that kind of a thing. But yes, we do frequent those clubs. But we got okay. we go there because we got guys who are members there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, okay. this, yeah, see, we try to do once a year down at Langston, so we, we go back to our roots. Yes. And we actually we actually are, are, are a sponsor of the first tee program at Langston oh. Golf Course as well. That's okay, nice. good. Nice. We were going to do Enterprise, but y'all know Dewey over there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know them cues, man. You have to, you, have, you know. <laughs> so it is there. So okay, just making sure it is there. They're my boys, though. They're my boys. Sure, sure, sure. So you, you talk about some of the courses you played. And, you know, as far as public courses, because that's a lot that we uh, talk about and review here on the on the on the show. Um, if both, and we'll start with Melvin. What are maybe two or three of your favorite public courses here in the DMV? We normally this year kind of limit ourselves to uh, Northwest and mm-hmm. Hampshire Greens. We play a lot of those two courses mm-hmm. uh, because they're close. A lot of guys live around this area, and it's cost-effective to play at those courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we generally play at those. But we play all over Poolsville, Laytonsville. Uh, okay. We play all over almost any place. BB Dye. Uh, mm-hmm. We used to go to Virginia, but that's a little bit too far during the weekend because of traffic. But we play all the courses yeah. around here uh, in addition to some of the country club courses. But most of all, we're playing the public courses most of the time. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I love Enterprise and Poolsville. Uh, great value. Uh, they, they take good care of the golf courses, great value in them for us. And of course, one of the things that's really guided us this year has been the attention that the golf courses have been paying to the virus. Mm-hmm. And for those who have been, you know, trying to operate in a way that's beneficial to the players, we've really supported them. Okay. One mm-hmm. thing you ought to know about, about these clubs are very competitive in all manners. That includes our dress. Each club has got a different colored jacket that they wear. Oh. Like, like the green like jacket. Ours. All right. Mm-hmm. Ours is red. So we got the red jackets. Okay. Yeah, and, 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 and let me tell you how that plays out. We were down uh, a couple of years ago. <laughs> we were down in Jacksonville at Sawgrass. Mm-hmm. And we were having our national uh, tournament. And we had over 300 golfers representing some 16 different clubs. And imagine what happens when that many African American golfers <laughs> show up in all in different colored shirts and stuff like that in Jacksonville. You know, oh, oh, look at here! You talking about a gated community that got locked up? <laughs> like what in the world's happening? What is the source that's exactly correct. We tell them that's the way we roll, man. That's how we roll. You know. Oh, another, so we, another thing like that too. Aaron, was when we went to congressional. Uh, about 10 years oh. ago, we decided to go to Congressional for our banquet, oh. end-of-the-year banquet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, people looked at us out there. But uh, we rolled up in some pretty nice uh, rides, and we uh, came and drank some pretty nice liquor. So we've been out there about 10 years for the end-of-the-year banquet or our wise black tie. Mm-hmm. So we go, we, we go from the top to the middle to the bottom. We go anywhere we go, <laughs> we play. We have a good fun because we've got, right. as I pointed out, a strat of, of guys that know everything from bottom to the top. So we started from the bottom, and now we're at the top, brother. Yeah. Exactly. And, so, and, and so, you know, we're trying to do our thing. Now, we, uh, I can't tell y'all too much, but we, we're just about finna ink a, a five or about a five-year deal with Maryland Eastern Shore. Oh. Not for the golf program, but for the golf management program. program. Right. Nice. Scholarship. Okay. We've been to put our okay. – 
put our money where our mouth is because we say in four or five years, we want to go to a high-end golf course with a golf course pro or the golf course manager is a graduate of Maryland Eastern Shores, yep, right? And mm-hmm. he's out there on a scholarship. So that's what we're doing. And we're going to be mm-hmm. challenging our chapters across the country. This year we did a $5,000, what we call uh play around uh, golf, uh, a food raiser. And that is because we were not playing golf, donate that amount of money and we'll use it to buy food for folks in the metropolitan area. We Man. in turn, we must have donated about a little better than $5,000 to the Capital Food Bank. And then we challenged all of our chapters across the nation to do the same thing so that they have an impact on feeding in our community because that's still a very big issue. So we're in it to play golf and we're in it to have a good time, but we also recognize we got a social responsibility. You know, I'd say we are, if we can get 86, we get 90 African-American males together, we ought to be able to do something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was, I was mm-hmm. going to say, I'm going to congratulate you guys. I mean, because, you know, it's a, it's a very uh, lighthearted and modest beginning. Hey, we just want to get together and gamble and, and, and drink golf and everything else. But you're, like you said, you're actually impacting the community. This thing that may happen with, with UMES, that's big time. Like right. starting yeah. a program that will allow, mm-hmm. allow us mm-hmm. to manage everything else. Now, I do, I do want to say uh, really quick. So, you know, we got HU. We, we, I put a video up on IG recently. Maybe you guys saw it. You know, HU got the little golf program a couple a little while ago. We we doing some things with the Bisons. Hold on now, UMS. UMS, we get the golf management. But we got to compete with FAMU now. So you hey, get, hey, you know, you know, you wait a minute, wait a minute. You're talking to a FAMU graduate now. He's oh, dead, he's, <laughs> okay. Uh, well, so you know, so you know, y'all, y'all look, did a big thing down there with uh, the golfers, like four out of five. So you know, yeah. Just so you know, we, we've, uh, over, the, over the course of the last eight or nine years, we've donated over $200,000 to Howard University. Wow. We also, uh, believe it or not, the recommendation uh, of the, the coach that they ultimately came from, came from one of our chapters. We recommended them to Howard University to wow. look at. We're also doing scholarship. We've done scholarship for the last three years at Virginia Union for their golf program. So we're, we're trying to hit it, but we think that, you know, everybody's fooling themselves that they're going to be the one to find the next Tiger Woods. We're not looking for the next Tiger Woods because there's a whole bunch of other jobs in the golf industry. And there would be nothing better than to roll up to one of these golf courses and see our kids running and managing them. If you all play over the Enterprise, you know that there used to be, they had a lady pro over at Enterprise Golf Course. She's now the golf pro for Manor Golf Course, right, Mel? Yeah, Manor Country Club, right. Manor Country Club. That's what right. we're looking for, brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. Upward mobility. Upward right. mobility. Getting them involved. And so, and that's one of the questions that we're going to start asking as we go to play these golf courses. How come when we come in the door, we ain't got nobody here that looks like us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Running, right. running the show. You know, mm-hmm. not do, not doing the drudgery work out on the green, but running the show. Running the That's show. what we're looking for, brothers. That's what we're looking for. Hey, I'm, pre- I'm, I'm down with that. I got one last question, Claude. Uh, for you, you talked about your start at Langston. Have you guys been following what's going on with the National Link Trust? Get, you know, right. reshaping yeah, right. yeah. and, and what do, yeah. And what are you looking for them to do? Because like, I, I told Claude and LB a while ago that, I'm happy, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I, 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 don't, I want this to go right now. This needs to stay. We need to keep the history of the club with us. This was the only place we could play. I don't want this to become some sort of real estate development opportunity. And then, you know, right. we're priced out. We can't have the first tee there no more, that type stuff. You know what I'm saying? So have, have you guys been keeping up with, with that news? We certainly have. As a matter of fact, we've, uh, we've been talking about that. It's a preliminary talks about what we want to do and how we want to do it. You're exactly right on it. We need to keep that legacy down there. We need to make sure that that stuff isn't buried underneath some sod and some whole, whole bunch of true uh, management people who come in there and, mm-hmm. and uh, take out the good food that our sisters and brothers cook down there right now yep. uh, and uh, gentrify that whole area. And so we're, we're, we're looking Vernon, at we want to take it even. We want to take it even a step further. And, and so, you know, Mel, you know, truth be told, Mel's one of the brains of our organization, always got a good idea about what we can do and how we ought to do it. One of the things that we're looking at is how can we, just like you just found out about us, every day we find out about somebody, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody else. And so we need to find some kind of way 
just like they did down in Georgia, we can bring all of these people together. Because mm-hmm. all of us, at some point in time, go down to Langston and play golf. I'm not looking to see what they do. I want to be a part of the process that's mm-hmm. in there making the recommendation. When mm-hmm. the mayor of the District of Columbia says, go to the federal government and says she wants ownership, I want to be there, too, to understand that the rightful role and legacy that minority golfers have invested in Langston Golf Course don't get swept, swept under the rug mm-hmm. and all of a sudden – you got a municipal down there and nobody seems to know anything about the history. Facts. Facts. Mm. Wow. There it is. Now for more information on pro duffers, where can people go? Uh, Well, you know, we got a website Mm -hmm. We're growing on our website. So our website and that website will also take you to our national website. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're, we're, we're pushing and expanding our social presence. You know, we're pushing hard to get involved with people because once we once we ink this deal, you know, the talking part is over. We got to put cash money on the mm-hmm, line. Mm-hmm. And that's right, what we're right, going right. to be doing. We're looking for partnerships and relationships. So we're trying to dance with anybody who wants to dance. But you can look at us at dcproduffers.org. You can look for us on Instagram. You can look for us on Twitter. Yeah, check my Instagram too, because I will be making a video uh, just tagging all the Philly people who you just. You ain't seen that, man. We have the we got the recruiting battles because you know we got a lot of good golfers in Philly who work here in D.C. Oh. And, we, and we, we claim draft rights. You know, we got draft, draft rights. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a whole man. program. We have a whole program to teach those guys how to add. <laughs> Remedial math. And if you like, we can give you the name. Of, we got we got good friends over there. This this is uh, we talk trash during the golf season, but it, it ain't nothing for us to get together and say, hey, let's go to Oregon this fall and play golf. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, let's go down yeah. to the islands and play golf. So mm-hmm. we do those kinds of things together as well. It's a well earned relationship and mm-hmm. uh, and a competitive spirit between us, and it got some great guys up there. Yep. Nice, wonderful. Ira and Melvin, thank you guys so much for joining us on Golf DMV. It's been a pleasure. Thank it won't you. be the last time. Because some of these partnerships, we got to do the same thing. We got to get involved in. in, in hey, the next, the next guy I want y'all to, to, to bring on here is a guy named Rick Hyde. Mm-hmm. Rick Hyde was one of the first African Americans to receive an Ivy League scholarship to play golf. Oh, wow, Rick Hyde. Okay. That's right. He yeah. also teaches over at Howard University and he's a sports manager now. I forgot. Which, do you remember what school it was that, that he went to? But he was Ivy League. Preston. He, Princeton, Princeton. Yeah, yeah oh, we gotta wow. talk to everybody. I know he got some stories. He got oh, yeah. some stories. He got oh, some oh, stories. Oh, he tell us. He tell us them stories, man. I wish <laughs> that, could... his, dad, his dad was one of the founding members of the Pro Duffers. Okay. Oh, Very good. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. So we got. Yeah, that's another thing. We got some second and third, third, second and third generation mm-hmm. in our chapter oh, as well. Sweet. Oh, one thing I think you should also tell our listeners too is that um, they're not going to just go to your website and fill out a form and become a member. You oh, know, no, like, no, 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 no. We might wanna, you might want to tell them how that process. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what we do is every year we go through an interview process. The only way you get in that club is you got to be recommended by a member. Mm. And if a member reprimands somebody who ain't good for us, both of them generally going to be out of the club. That's just <laughs> how we roll. <laughs> the intent and purpose is, is that I don't want to say it's like the Lord of the Rings and a fellowship, but it is a fellowship. And we're mm-hmm. concerned about one another and sharing that respect. So what we're looking for <laughs> is people who want to come in and play golf. This is not about coming in to pass your resume. This isn't about coming in to make business connections. Though some of those things will occur. Some of those things will happen because, as I said, you know, we got doctors and lawyers. We got senior government officials, senior corporate people, you know, in very responsible jobs and, and other kinds of things. But the whole premise is about, hey, this is somebody that I can have fun with, I can go out and play golf with. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the bottom line. And that's what we're kind of adhering to. Okay. Very good. There it is. There it is. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Really hey, guys. It. My appreciate privilege, it. my pleasure. Mel, Absolutely. thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Guys. Appreciate you, Melvin. Yeah. See you, guys. So, yeah, be sure to check those guys out, man. That was a fun interview. Seems like they'd be a lot of fun to play with. We've got the D.C. Philly chapter mm-hmm. rivalry going on. Yep. Those are some really cool guys. And so before we wrap up, guys, for the Thanksgiving show, anything else you guys want to say or talk about or any other shout-outs happening? And No, I would just like to wish our uh, listeners – a, a, a safe and happy Thanksgiving. I hope that uh, who, whomever you're eating with, if it's an extended family or just your immediate smaller family, um, you know, this has been a, this has been a year for the books. So mm-hmm. um, just be thankful that you all are able to spend some time together with those that you love.
you know, mm-hmm. just, just cherish those times. Cause you know, as, as we get, I mean, let me phrase it as I get older, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these, these, these memories are the things that are going to carry you, you know, into your, <laughs> into the nursing home. So, uh, <laughs> no, listen, I just had a birthday. Everybody doesn't know I'm 38 and I feel every bit of what the LB is talking about, mm-hmm. you know, right. He's 38. I'm 57. And he's, <laughs> and he's, and he's talking about being old. So let's miss me with that burn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my, bad. my bad for trying to get in on your, on your sentiment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, but seriously, I, I hope everybody just has a really safe and, uh, and, and, and happy holiday with their family and loved ones. I couldn't say it any better. Vern, you got anything there? No, man, I agree 100%. There it is. Golf DMV, folks. Oh, by the way, we are playing, playing a post-Thanksgiving round, uh, I guess, the, uh, Saturday, Saturday Oak after Creek. Thanksgiving. Oak, Oak Creek. Creek. Because mm-hmm. there's no reason, as we talk about Saturday, to put ourselves on any punishment that LP can dish out. So we're not playing like presidential <laughs> <laughs> this late in the season. Oak Creek, Creek it is. And we'll let you know how it went, guys, next week on Golf DMV. Hey folks, this is LB from Golf DMV. As many of you know, I've had neck and lower back issues for a while, but I found a chiropractor who's been able to keep me in the game. Her name is Dr. Smith at Cache Sport and Spine. She's conveniently located in Silver Spring, Maryland, just outside the Beltway. Dr. Smith has made a huge difference in my flexibility and pain management. If you need a chiropractor, do yourself a favor and contact Dr. Smith and her staff at 301-641-5693 or online at CacheSportSpine.com the official chiropractor of Golf DMV.